Welcome to my podcast, Sip and Sala, where we lift the lid, spilling the tea on all things marriage, womanhood, and motherhood. So let's sip some tea and pray we get through another day of this shit. Hi everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Sip and Sala. If you're new here, welcome. If you're not, thanks for coming back. My name's Aaliyah and this is episode Fricky Nine. I know you all might be like, sis, you're just speaking into a camera, but I'm telling you, trying to do this, create content, be a wife, be a mom, be the rest of it, it's hard work. Maybe I'm just work shy, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I think it's hard work. Anyway, episode nine. Today's episode is called Complacency's a Killer. Now, I have racked my brains again and again and again on whether I want to speak about this. Purely because when you're vulnerable, right, you can't take it back, you know what I mean? But I think it's important to be completely honest and raw. And I also get so many questions all the time about my marriage. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's lovely. And it's lovely that people recognize. However, you know, that I go through the same struggle that you guys do. And I wanted to talk about it because... Hmm, let's just start. Let me give you a bit of detail in. Lots of you probably already know because you might follow me on other channels. But if you don't, I am married to a guy called Farhan. He's Muslim, he's half Somali, quarter Pakistani, quarter Arab. I'm half Jamaican, quarter English, quarter Irish. And yeah, I'm not Muslim. I haven't reverted. I have no intention as of right now to revert. And the biggest thing I think that's like, raised alarm bells or not alarm bells but you know sort of is is catching people's attention is the fact that he's muslim and i'm not and like everyone just celebrates like the fact that we've been able to make it work because of the culture and the religion and the rest of it but you know what i'll say it with chest and i say it to him and i've said it to anybody who's ever asked me if my marriage fails for any reason i'm almost 99 sure it wouldn't be the culture, it wouldn't be the religion, you know, the difference in it anyway. My biggest thing is complacency. And I've only found it to grow even bigger the older I've got and the more I've achieved. I've put achieved in quotation marks because is it achievement or is it a step that I've chosen? Uh, you know, let's dispute it, I don't know. But as I've got older, <coughs> excuse me, as I've got older, and as I've quote-unquote achieved a bit more in life and as a family and as a wife, I found myself increasing my, my levels, my standards. And I'm like, wait, am I the issue or is he the issue? And I'll be honest with you, it almost it's almost like our marriage carries this. Like every two years we go through this like crisis, like, Oof, I don't know if we can do this. And lots of you might be like, well, you never guess that, but I'm so different to other people and when I say that I'm not trying to create like a diverse statement I'm really trying to let you all understand and feel exactly what happens behind closed doors in our marriage and in my marriage and in Farhan's marriage and Farhan's very much like lots of other people and I'll say lots of other people because I watch I'm a people watcher and I'm and I'm, and I'm a questioner if I'm in an opportunity to ask somebody a question and they're happy to answer I will ask the question and I find He's very much like the stereotypical husband kind of role. So, I'll admit that when 
when I met Farm and we started dating and we got married, it was so chivalrous. And he, and he still is very chivalrous. But also, like, I married him at 19. So think about it. Like, I will never stand here and be like, I was grown enough. I completely went into that marriage, my own choice. It was me who actually kind of pushed it a bit more than anyone else, if anything. You know, it was never like his family or him. or It was me. You know, I didn't want him to go against his religion. For me, you know, because I learned about the religion whilst we were dating. Oh, no, we shouldn't have been dating. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. And the more I started to understand his religion, the more I started to understand him. And the more I was like, wait a minute, I'm not worth this. You know, and he never said that, but I was like, don't, please don't sin on my behalf. But anyway, he was so chivalrous. And you guys probably already know kind of who I am or a little bit of how I've grown up from the previous episode so far. But people like me and people I knew have never met people like that. We found it strange. Like, we found it strange that it was like pulling out my chair in the middle of bloody McDonald's or Nando's, you know, like you do that shit at a nice restaurant because you're with nice people. But if we're in the local chippy, just sit down. But no, he wouldn't. He would, he would pull out the chair and he would always like put my coat on my, on my back. And like, I'm almost getting emotional thinking about it. Um, and I remember my siblings being like, what the fuck, where the fuck you found this guy? And I never thought anything of it. I just thought he's older. He's from a culture where, you know, it obviously um, pushes, uh, you know, I don't know, like chivalry or being a gentleman or just masculine and feminine roles. They really kind of emphasised, I thought, in my opinion, in his culture. So I just kind of took it with a pinch of salt, right? And I found that over the years, I want more from him and I feel like he's dropping less. And I'm actually here. This is... Like, some of you might think, what's the point? Like, I read a comment the other day saying, I love you, Aaliyah, but there was no point to this podcast. And I thought, you know what? I, I respect that comment. I'm never angry if anyone comments, but I need you all to understand that this is... this. I don't really have a point, you know, most of the time. My, my point is my podcast, and, and let me explain that. My point is I'm saying things that I just don't believe other people are so comfortable to say or so eager to say or it's very few and far between the people that are talking they're not talking about these things so i don't want any of you to ever get to any of my podcast at the end of any of my podcast and be like well what was the point in that i just want you to almost feel like you're listening to me journal i want you to feel like you're listening to me diary and if it hits you in any kind of way which i know it will to some people hence the reason why i'm doing it i know that it's going to allow someone else to be like, you know what? It's not just me. It's not just me. Or, or it's going to spark a debate and we're going to find out because while no one's talking about it, none of us will never know. But, right, we got older. We moved in together and it was still hella chivalrous. Um, we lived in quite a few um, apartments before we came here. So, <coughs> excuse me. I found that, like... I used to live, he, he lived by himself, I lived by myself, and we would go back and forth, whatever. Then I actually moved into another place, and I was like, you know, yeah, I'm happy for you to stay, kind of thing. I was genuinely just thinking cheaper rent, but he was just like very culturally, and absolutely not, no, I'm just thinking cheeky little, like, cheeky little shit. I, I, I'm not even, I'm offering him, a, you know, a golden ticket here. Realistically, I was actually just wanting cheaper rent, but I made it feel like it was something more, I'll be honest, he knows that now. Anyway, we moved into our first place after we got married, and oh man he used to wash up 
he used to like, he, I used to wake up and he'd like, already made my breakfast and my coffee on the table and he'd be like, hi, good morning, how are you? Da, 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 da. But when I'm like fucking 20 years old, right? Yeah, I appreciate it, but I don't appreciate it the same way I appreciate it when I'm a whole grown woman with a lot more responsibility. Like, don't get it twisted. I had jobs and, you know, I'm a wife, but think about it. Our biggest responsibility was keeping our shoes clean and paying the bloody bills, you know what I mean? Like, that's not a big responsibility in when you think about it in comparison to now. So, he was like that. And then as I found, we moved around quite a few times. Nothing not nothing negative, just that like when the lease was up, it was like you'd be staying and pay more, you move somewhere else. And it was just coincidentally that they were always building new ones and I always wanted to live in like a new new build. And just somewhere that no one else had laid their head or had a poo in the toilet, I'll be honest. So I was like, let's go. And he was just sick of it. He was sick of moving around, but chivalrously, whatever you like, my dear, whatever you like. And I know some of you are going to be listening now like, you're ungrateful, you ungrateful bitch. I don't want you to be like, whatever you like, right? But I'm trying to give you some context, right? So we'd move around. But I slowly but surely started to find that as the marriage got longer, like, you know, the longevity of our marriage, and the more place we lived, the less he did. Like, you're not even waking me up kindly anymore. And don't get me wrong, Farhan is such a laid-back person, so I could literally check him on his behaviour and be like, nah, I don't like that, that's not cool, it's not making me feel appreciated. And he will act on that immediately, right? And I know you, I feel like some of you are going to be listening to that, so why the fuck are you complaining? But I'm at a point right now, right, where I'm almost sick of having to tell you. Like, yeah, it's great that it happens every two years, but why are we doing this every two years? Why can't you just on 10 man like and i literally said to him the other day like i think my, he was like i don't have an issue and i was like no i think you've got a very i think you've got a very large issue that you're unaware of and he was like well what's the issue and i was like now don't get me wrong when i say this it's, it's a bit of bitterness coming out of me he doesn't treat me like this at all but i'm just kind of getting a bit like i almost feel like my own sister's telling me her story so i'm getting a bit pissed off on my own behalf at this point so I'm like, I think you want the trophy, but you don't want to, you don't want to work for it. You know, you want the trophy in the cupboard, but you don't, you're not willing to clean the trophy. You're not willing to take it to the shop to get punished. You ain't willing to run the race to get the trophy. And he, he just stood there like in shock. And I'm at this point now where I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if it's a him problem because I think it's a society problem. I look around and there's so many married couples around where we live and you can clearly see that they're just going with the flow you can clearly see that you can see that and i don't want to go with the flow but is that a me problem like but anyway i'm skipping i'm skipping a little bit now so he, he drops a little bit i check him on it he gets better for about a year 18 months and i'll slowly start to see him falling back into like not expectation but you're too damn comfortable basically don't be so comfortable around me when i say that i don't mean like don't be comfortable around me be yourself but remember right you need to date me i'm not trying to date you like this for 90 years and and i'm just like oh. and yeah you know what we've, we've hit a bit of a roadblock now because it's happened so many times and it hasn't happened so many times but you know two years over 10 years he's talking five times now so we've hit we've hit a roadblock <laughs> this roadblock since i had kids in 2020 i won't lie to you when I had my first son in 2020, it was the worst place our marriage ever was because, I'm getting emotional thinking about it, because, oh God, I don't even know I'm crying. Because, again, the same thing, Farhad fallen into his habits and I just kind of got sick of not feeding a bit of spice in my marriage, do you know what I mean? 
But when you've got a baby, it really changes your mindset. And the cute things, well, for me, anyway, for me, the cute things that I used to think of him and that he did was no longer cute. Almost immediately, it almost immediately. Imagine being, for example, so drunk out your mind. If you're not drunk, you're you're uh, hypnotized, right? And then someone just sobering you up like that. You're almost confused. That's what childbirth did to me because the cute things, quote unquote, that he used to do, i.e. not putting his shoes back in the cupboard, for example, like we have a little cup, shoe cupboard. Is it better? I don't know. But, you know, not doing that before, I'd be like, far, I'm not you. Come on. Like, woo. You know, it was like that. We're second I had a baby and I do believe something within me needs to calm down a bit. But at the moment, in 2020, as well, I'm not going to justify, but we're also fucking locked in the house together, 24-7. I just couldn't cope. I couldn't even justify for him anymore why you're not putting your shoes away. And he just couldn't understand why it was getting me to a level of anger and, and pissed off that it was. But I just felt like, yo, yo, like, you know what it is? I, I don't know what it is, actually. I you know what it is? I feel like I've watched so many people before me, and I watch them every day now do things and treat and treat their partners in a certain way where you know in the long run if you if they could have a magic coin and say could you if you could change that about your partner would you they would say yeah so i'm like well why aren't we trying that and like i'm not trying to ask him to change but why aren't you trying to put your best foot forward but anyway 2020 was just hell i'll be honest it was the worst time of our marriage ever and this is why i'm so convinced that the religion and the culture will never hold any any relevance to us to why my marriage would never work it, it cannot be that because the way that 2020 made both of us feel man so i had my first baby and i was just getting more and more pissed off with him obviously he's now being a father as well so he's not really he's doing he's doing even less of the nice chivalry things for me that he would before but you know we kicked that into gear we got into gear and at mid middle of maybe like eight months into 2020 we really stepped it up like we're talking date nights twice a week we was really putting in everything to our marriage like i'm not joking it was almost exhausting but we had to do it and i'm so glad we did a hand in love because it really paid off we did date nights every single day in our house you know like making menus and getting out the fucking grill so we could like grill in the middle of the table oven and choose the oven i know it sounds petty at the time but when you're there and you're locked in and you can't do anything and no one's met your baby it's so it just holds so much pressure of you so we did that 2020 that was all well and great and actually our marriage rocketed after that and we were like we were almost in shock we were almost in shock that that we'd been able to come back from what we thought was almost impossible i remember us chatting and saying we're not going to be able to do this and one thing about me and far and this is why this is why i finally pulled the plug and said you know what? i'm gonna talk about it because i was a bit like mm, do i don't i we'll always be friends even when i don't like him even when he don't like he doesn't like me we will always be friends we will always have a special place in our hearts for each other and not just because we're the parents of our of our boys but i truly believe that we've helped each other through so many things that most people wouldn't be able to you know so we're not like them toxic people where like don't get me wrong when i want to knock your head off and i don't want to be your wife anymore cool but i don't want to see you miserable miserable i don't want to see you without you know without anything you know so before before we started to rock it in 2020 we really came to the terms of like this is not going to work we're just going to have to get another house and 
I'm about, you know, and that that's what we accepted. I actually started proceeding to get a house. Like that's that's how far it got at that point. Like we were so miserable. And all we were thinking was, let's not do this with a baby. Let's not be miserable with a baby. I think that's kind of it kind of accelerated it to be more like, let's just let's just, you know, cut ties. You're his dad, I'm his mom. You know, I love you as a friend, you love me as a friend, and let's just be great people. And we'd agreed that. But when we rocketed out of it, so we went into 2021, I'd be like, yes, bang, we're having another baby at the end of this year. We're going to conceive that, boom, boom, boom. Living our best freaking lives. He was so chivalrous, bringing me flowers every day. And I know some of you might be like, well, what were you doing for him? But you know what? I tr I don't believe, I truly don't believe in, in like the man just doing stuff. I don't. I hate it when you see on the internet, especially Instagram, like, oh, he got me a ticket to France. You know, what are you getting in? Like, and I know some people are like, well, I stay at home and look after my kids, but I don't think that's enough. I, and, and I know I'm going to get some backlash from saying that because I watched a video the other day of this woman saying like, get ready for the night with me as a, as a, as a mother of one. And she's cleaning the whole house and the man's sitting there and he's phone and everybody's judging the man, but she's saying she's happy that he's sitting there because he works full time and she doesn't have to work. I disagree. I wouldn't tolerate that. But if that works for you, cool. It doesn't matter how much money he earns. It doesn't matter. I will never be a single parent. I'll never be a single homeowner while I'm living with you and while I'm in a marriage with you. I just won't accept that. And this is the difference between me and so many other women. I don't know why I won't accept that. But part of me doesn't want to change that. I'm like, nah, because I don't want to be that bitch. You know, I would if he sits on his phone for two minutes while I'm wiping the kitchen side, trust me, oops upside your head, you're gonna get a clap to the back and you won't get, you know, let me just <laughs> Let me reword that. Before people think there's like violence involved. He's not gonna get a clap, but you know, I'm gonna make it I'm gonna make it clear. I can't I'm not a woman to stand there and just be like anyone who's listening, I'm aggressively like wiping the sides in silence right now. I'm not one to do that. I, I can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah, I've learned there's a time and a place since I've had children. However, I'll never stay silent. And you, some of you might think, well, that's your fucking issue. And maybe it is. But I I just don't think silence gets me anywhere. You know, a, a closed mouth don't get fed, in my opinion. And I've only found that he does the shit that I kind of want from him or I'm missing from him when I tell him. So he's doing his thing. <laughs> he's bringing me flowers. And like I said, I don't believe just the man needs to do it. So I'm also doing things for him. He's... I feel like we have different levels of love language. However, I appreciate all um all the, the five different ones. So I'll never complain as to which one it is. However, he's doing things for me. I'm doing things for him. And like I said, he's buying me flowers. I'm buying him shit. You know, I take him on a surprise trip. He takes me places. We go on dates. We do, we do, we, trust me, we're both putting water into each other's cup at this point. No one is, is missing, missing out, right? We finally get to December or well November like 19th and we're like, now's the time. We're going to have this baby that we said we're going to have. Hence my second baby. So we conceived this second baby, um, which was slightly a surprise because the pregnancy test was saying no. But turns out I'm just one of them gals that don't have a high, is it HGV level or something? I don't have one of them. So it never tells me I'm pregnant on the test until I'm about fucking four months pregnant. Anyway, we're skipping a step. I'm thirsty from all this rattling on but we get to 2021 we conceive our baby we're pregnant we're in love you know we're, we're and that's one thing about pregnancy man like 
You 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 almost love I don't know if it's just me, maybe it's me. You almost love this person more than you ever feel like you could because you you you've set this goal, you know, like it's all for us anyway. Like we 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 planned our children down to the T, down to the month, down to everything. So when it happens and you're carrying this thing, this bundle, this person that you wanted, it just feels so special. And we were so conscious about the, you know, the postpartum side of things this time. So Father was great the first time anyway. He was so great with, with, with Jai, my oldest. Like, he did all the night shifts and everything. He really wanted me to make sure I prioritised mental health when we went downhill. However, you know, he was a great dad. But he was so much more aware of, like, me. So he was, like, going above and beyond. So not only is he, like, doing the night shifts again with the second baby, but he's, like, really forcing me to take time for myself. Because also, like, if I don't have time for myself, I can't be good for you. And I know you might be like, well, that's a you issue, but if I'm drowning in laundry and housework and you're not putting your fucking shoes away, when am I going to get the time for myself? Do you know what I mean? So he was so conscious this time. I was so conscious. And I'll be honest, our second baby was so much smoother. Like, it didn't impact our marriage. We were just happy, you know. We were just It didn't, I'm telling you. But again, I don't know if that's because we was no longer in a freaking lockdown. You know, we wasn't banned from leaving the house. So we had our second baby in 2022, August, and we're all sweet, we're all fine. End of 2023 comes, is it 2023? Yeah, end of 2023 comes and I can already feel myself getting pissed off again. You know why? Because this time I've got two kids, right? And yet, He's been a great dad, he's still a great dad, and he's looking after this baby. But when your baby kind of grows past that point, you know, when you're out of that year thing and the maternity leaves over, it really is just like pull your fucking socks up, get back to it. So now I've returned to work. I've got two kids. I've got two kids in two different schools on two different schedules. I'm driving them both to these schools, picking them both up, feeding them both, showering them both, putting them in the bed. And that's just because Far leaves at seven, um, gets back at seven. So he's not there. Well, he wasn't. We've changed that now. So Far's there a lot more for the kids. And it wasn't his fault. He'd just started a new venture, you know. I just want to give you all context. He'd started a new venture. So he did tell me that he's going to have to put everything into this venture. So he did. And he put that in solidly for a year. And I'm guessing that was the year that we started. Yeah, at the end of 2023. Because I was... I, at first, it's different. When I'm on maternity leave, if I'm getting up at seven with these kids to get them shower dressed, you know, one to school, one staying with me for the year, that's stressful. But then towards the end of the year, my maternity leave's running out. Both of them then go to separate schools. I've not even got time to brush my hair. You're not even smacking me on the bum anymore. I don't think it's about physicality because I'll be honest, far and I know you might be like most women would say that, but genuinely, far always finds me more attractive when I look bummy as hell. I don't know if he's got a thing for crackheads. I don't know what it is, but he never finds me attractive when I'm like, like now I've got all this makeup on. He just he he thinks I'm beautiful, of course, but he's I know when I'm doing something for him, and it's always when I look like a crackhead. So. I, I'm I'm drowning, I'll be honest, I'm drowning at this point because I'm picking one up, taking one there, you know, the fucking drive is the opposite direction, so I'm just stressed and then by the time I've done that, clean the house, I know you might be like, well why did you clean the house, but I can't live in a dirty place, I can't live in a messy place, when you open TikTok and you see these people say, let's clean with me, and literally the house looks like it's been shook upside down, and I get lots of it is because of mental health, but for me, my mental health would be upside down if I had to live in that, if I see... 
anymore i don't mind untidiness but when it gets past a certain point i can't deal with it and this is another reason why i started to hold resentment towards him because if you know right leaving your fucking shit on the floor is stressing me out why are you doing it like why are you I'm, I'm taking it as a disrespect at this point if i've told you 100 times over fucking 10 years yo like come on like what what do you ask for but anyway it's 2024 now and something triggered me towards the end of the uh, of the back end of last year because <laughs> like i said i see so many people do it everyone can deny it all they like but i fully believe that like your mom your mom's mom and all the rest of it they're just like oh it's a bloody nightmare they always say that about their husband don't they oh it's a bloody nightmare oh he never listens but you know deep down they're like really pissed off well anyway my grandma used to always be like she used to shout my granddad, she used to tell, have you done that, have you done this, and he, he was just being a quote-unquote typical guy, no, I haven't done it now, I haven't done it those hundred times you asked me, but I'll do it now you're asking me kind of thing, and she used to always joke it off, and I swear to you, you know like a butter advert in the 1960s, she was like that, but like a black woman in my eyes, I used to watch them interact and think, fuck me, Aaliyah, you need to calm down, look how beautifully feminine this lady is, like I remember once, I was speaking to my granddad, and he was so polite with her anyway but i remember we we're having a full-blown laugh and like you know you put, you put some jamaicans in the same room you can't hear anything because we're just chuckling so hard and she's always cooking in the kitchen and she's shouting from the kitchen oh did you do this and no one can hear it because we're just laughing so hard and she shouts it like a hundred times and then she comes in with a fucking disc cloth over her shoulder i don't know why i'm giving you all the detail but she goes are you ignoring me and then like, she just kind of giggled it off and then she asked him again and i remember thinking what a fucking woman what a woman what a woman because i would have been so pissed off at that point like anyway i thought maybe i'm just asking too much and my grandma always tells me you've got an issue especially when my granddad was alive she used to always say you need to calm down with that man of yours you need to give him a break but then my granddad passed away and when he passed away i kind of saw myself in my grandma like she was so forgiving she was so understanding she was so she's very old school so she believes the woman should be feminine she believes that we shouldn't really challenge our men if we don't really need to so she used to always try and promote that to me and i used to just think she's crazy but whatever i kind of admired it but i just knew that i just physically couldn't or wasn't mentally there yet maybe i wasn't maturing if i don't know what it was but i always just thought that could never be me but when he passed away i kind of saw myself in her i saw i saw that actually she used to she came to my house um to stay here because obviously she's gone from being with a spouse of 50 60 years to an empty home right so me and father was really trying to be there for her and we let her come and stay and, you know, just hang out, take her fucking food shopping. She loves to cook. So we just took her to, like, the World Superstore, whatever, buy some food. And I remember every time that Far would do something for me, I could almost see her own heart aching for herself. I could almost see that, like, the last time that happened for her was decades ago. And I'm not just talking fucking pulling back your side of the fucking duvet when you go to bed like really that the things that really keep your marriage alive I, I truly believe that in order to keep a spicy marriage you need to still flirt you need to still date you need to still keep you know each, on each other's toes me and father have never been like jealous or insecure or anything we've never been worried about that but what i do want to say is i want you to worry i say it to father all the time you should worry when I'm going in that supermarket and you're sitting in the car. I don't want you to sit on that car on YouTube and just be like, 
you know, fucking not thinking of anything because you're too busy watching Joe Rogan. I want you to think, wait a fucking minute. My wife's chosen to go in there. Fine. Who the fuck is in there? Because she's a delicious... You know what I mean? Like, she's delicious and anyone with a right mind would want to chase after this woman. So let me stay on my... You know, like when you date someone and you kind of like... You know, you kind of like... For example, this is, this is the best analogy I can give you. When you date someone, it's like taking a hundred pounds of your pounds in ten pound notes and laying it flat in the middle of the floor, right? Do you put it in the pavement and wait for someone else to grab it? Or if you've got to leave it out there, do you try and cover it with something like a leaf, right? You're trying to protect this thing because you know that actually this thing that I want and that I'm, in, you know, obsessed with or, you know, in love with or got this factuation with, many other people could feel the same way and would feel the same way. So you kind of try and protect it. And what I'm trying to say is, as marriage goes along, I find that that just kind of fades out, especially for the man in my situation because i feel like you know he knows he knows i, I would never i'm not a cheat i can't be asked even if i wanted to cheat i couldn't be asked so he never worries about me cheating fine don't want you to worry about that you don't worry about me never coming home because i'm just not that kind of gal you don't worry about the kind of parent or mother i am to the boys because he knows that i'm doing my damn best every single day so i feel like he's just like ah hello sit down no like get it together like but is it me i don't know i really don't know and just having this conversation i'm just like should i say these things to him but i'm like i have said these things to him so right now we're kind of ahead me and far we're kind of like he's sick of me saying it and i get it because i'd be sick of myself saying it if i was on the receiving end but i'm sick of having to tell him and I know you might think, why the fuck are you talking about your relationship on here? But where else do you talk about this? Who else do you talk to that's unbiased? And so many of you love us. And, like, it's it's so lovely. But I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, if it wasn't for you guys, sometimes I'd chop that man's head off because he pisses me off so much. And I'm sure I'd piss him off. Oh, this is another thing that pisses me off about him. And we're going off track a bit now. But as soon as I say to him in this sort of chivalry kind of, you know complacency conversation i always say well you don't do that anymore why what's led you to believe that i wouldn't want that anymore what's led you to believe that that wouldn't have an impact on me in not doing that anymore and sometimes that man does not think and you know what he does he matches me and he'll say well sometimes you don't even piss me off if i pissed you off so much right you would tell me, don't just bring it up because I'm bringing an issue to you. Do you know what I mean? And I truly believe we're going to get over it. I truly, in my heart of hearts, believe we're going to get over it. But I want to get over it in a more of a progressive way. You know, I don't want to do this again in 2026 because I'm exhausted and he's exhausting me and I'm exhausting him. And I don't know why because we're using so much energy on this one thing that we could just save our time with. But here we fucking are. But I, I, I know that so many of us just fall into this horrible trap. And I'm calling it horrible. You guys might be in the trap and might be happy with it. But I don't believe lots of you are. Because when we used to go live all the time, we used to get so many couples like, how do you keep that alive? And I used, to, I used to always be honest with you and say, I, I tell him. When he's pissing me off, I tell him. Like some of them will be like, my husband's so fucking lazy. I don't think he's lazy, but you know, some of them will be like, my husband's so fucking lazy. He doesn't look after his kids properly. He doesn't look after me. Blah, blah. And I, that saddens me so much that he, you feel like that's what's happening to you. And you don't feel confident or comfortable enough to say it, especially to the person you're choosing. Do you know what I mean? So we're lucky in that, as, in that aspect because we do say our, our, our blatant honesty to each other. And we just pray that 
we find a way out of it, you know, but we've hit that roadblock again. And frankly, I'm fucking sick of the roadblock. I'm sick of it. And I'm sick of having to remind him that I am Precious Cargo too. And when I say I'm Precious Cargo, and he always calls me Precious Cargo, which pisses me off, because he calls me Precious Cargo when I get in the car. He always says, you drive carefully, you're my Precious Cargo. That's great. I'm fucking Precious Cargo in the house as well, mate. You better treat me like Precious Cargo when I'm in the middle of the Aldi, pushing a trolley, and these kids are swinging from my fucking nipples. Treat me like I'm Precious. Oh, my God. Just don't. But again, is it a societal thing? I don't know. Is this a me issue or is it a Farhan issue? I don't know. I would love for you guys to tell me your opinion on it. And you know what? We're just people. We're just, we're just like you guys. We're just trying to figure our way through it. And we're about to hit 10 fucking years married. I shouldn't say 10 fucking years because it's not 10 fucking years. We're about to hit 10 years married. That is such a long time. And it's, it's that's, that's mad, like, 10 years. So I truly believe that we've got way more pros than cons about us as individuals and as a married couple. But that doesn't mean that I always say to him, and I'll say it to finish this pod off, to be honest, just because we're good doesn't mean we can't be greater. Because for us, also, we're good. We are good. I love you. You love me. Great. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's like, I don't, maybe, I, now I'm saying that and I'm listening to myself, I'm like, girl, stop. I don't know what it is. Is it me? I'm just a girl. I'm just a girl. I don't know. I don't know. And I feel like he's going to listen to this and be like, what the fuck? I don't know what he's going to say. But you let me know what you think. I'm like racking my brain now. So like, have I missed anything? Should I have said anything more? Should I have said anything less? But I've said it now. So let me know what you think. Like I say, every single app, if you want to DM me and keep it anonymous, we'll keep it anonymous. DM me. Let's talk about it. Let's normalise it because in order to help myself, we have to help each other. And that's just that. And if you are new here and you haven't yet reviewed my pod, please give me five stars. If it's not five stars, save it for when you feel like it is. And make sure you follow my pod if you're listening on Spotify or any of the podcast channels. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. There's so many listeners and watchers that aren't subscribed and you're not liking it. And at the end of the day, right, do it, see it this way, you're only going to put fruits into the labour that gives you the fruit back if you're not getting no fruit back you're not going to continue it and then you're all going to DM me and be like what happened to your pod and I'm going to be like well I sacked it off because none of you gave a shit and now you give a shit that I've sacked it off do you know what I mean but anyway that's my Wednesday chat I hope it helped some of you or if it didn't help you it will have confused you or you will have definitely had an opinion on it and I will see you next Wednesday for the next episode maybe it's me maybe I'm the drama oh <laughs>